Hey, it's Moms versus Aunts, your weekly happy hour where we chop it up about trends, gossip, solo mom life, and how to level up in this crazy world. It's Moms versus Aunts, and it is officially the LA edition because we have Vanessa Kantov here on the West Coast with me. Ironically, we're not in the same room because, <laughs> you know, we were too, like, we just really couldn't figure out whether the microphones in the same room were going to were gonna cause an issue. So we, we're still recording from separate rooms, but we are together. And we, we will, are together. we did hug each other. We'll be hugging each other <laughs> soon again. It's been a while. I haven't been in New York in a little while. Welcome, <laughs> Vanessa. I love it here. Oh my God. Like LA is, this is really like a bittersweet experience because I arrived, um, I was welcomed with all of the things. Um, We are together, we are hanging out at our other besties house who has a pool in the backyard. The sun shines all the time. Like I see why you live here, but it also made me sad because I can see why there's literally no reason for you to fly back to Brooklyn anytime soon. This is kind of amazing, but I love being here with you um, for this episode. So yeah, um, and by the way, like, I just wanna say how amazing it was that you booked such a fun first guest last week. Um, We got so much feedback from people um, and they now want more guests and more um, ladies and maybe guys, I don't know, to come and join this silly happy hour of ours every week. So thank you so much for booking Trishel. She was the shit and I had so much fun. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, that was sort of our test run to see, like, (laughs) what would happy hour be like with others? And it was really fun. So we definitely need to do that again. And, um, you know, see if we can top it. You know, it's like we're going to be chasing the dragon when you have a really good first (laughs) guest. And then it's like, oh, how do you follow this up? But, you know. I know. I know. I thought about that. But that, you know, you you. Everybody wants to chit chat with you. And um, so it'll be good. It'll be good. But I wanted to tell you, so I was thinking hard, long and hard, not hard. I was thinking long (laughs) and hard. Girl, I need to get out of the gutter right now. I'm in L.A. with no kids. And I'm just... Like, well, I know when you woke is... up this morning, you you were in a whole new location and lots and lots of boys liked on you in your dating app. So I, I think that your mind is is in the right place. Yeah, I got in last night. It was like my flight landed at like 1015. And by the time I went through y'all's trash ass airport and I had to like ride a fucking shuttle to where the Uber and Lyft skip picked up. I, I LAX is, is garbage. Um, it's a terrible airport. I, it is. I hated it. I hated it. I was like, this is whack. Um, so then when I finally got in, it was like late, you know, you guys had all the things waiting for me. Like, I think I walked in the door. I was like, here's your glass of wine. I was like, thank you. Um, and so then the girls were like, switch your location to L.A. for the dating app. And I was like, okay. And then I went to sleep and then I woke up and I had like so many likes. I was like, oh, shit. Like, okay, <laughs> L.A. is again, last week or two weeks ago, I said I would have been popping in the 1800s. Apparently in 2021, I'm popping in LA. 
So I love it. I love it. So you were thinking long and hard. <laughs> long and hard, long and hard, long and hard. Today's all about double entendre. So I was thinking long and hard about the drink we were going to have today. And did you know, and I know you're going to, you're going to so love me for this. Did you know that that drink they used to serve in the malls called the Orange Julius mm-hmm. was, is, is born out of California right here in Los Angeles. You know, I don't think I knew that, but that sounds like, you know, it feels now that you say it it feels like in every 80s movie at the California mall, that's the stand that you saw. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yes. Yes. I used to fucking love that drink. So it was invented in 1926 by a guy named Julius Freed. Get it? Orange Julius. Um, He started making this drink. He kind of perfected the recipe. I mean, I don't know if you're under a rock and you've never had it, just so you know, it's like it's like an orange juice kind of smoothie that's sort of also just a little creamy, but not creamy like a milkshake. It just has a little bit of creaminess to it, but it's it's really refreshing and it's not as thick as like a smoothie, but it's also, it's just amazing. And it has a little hint of everything. I used to always want my mom to get me one when we went to the mall. Um, but anyway, so he started this company in LA in 1926. Um, it goes through a few different hands. In 1967, he sells it to the guy who owns IHOP. And then in 1987, that guy sold it to the folks over at Dairy Queen. So they still exist. Like you can get them through these like DQ treats centers, but you probably won't see like an Orange Julius like store like you used to, but you can still get them. Mm. Anyways, I thought it would be fun to make one, but spike it. (laughs) So I always um, love a spiked frozen treat. Hello. Like I have spent the last two weeks, three weeks, Whatever my kids went away to um, for the summer, <laughs> however long that's been, I feel like everything I drink has like a floater on top. So, um, so this is going to be that. So it's a really, really easy recipe. You need to start with um, a 12 ounce frozen can of orange juice concentrate. If you don't remember this or you didn't grow up with this or you, I don't know who you are. Again, living under a rock. They still sell orange juice concentrate in these like cans in the freezer section, which was my entire childhood. That's how we drank orange juice. I know you did too, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. Um, Delicious. So you start, yeah, so you start with that. Maybe like take it out like 10 minutes before so it has a chance to kind of thaw a little bit um, and it slides out of the can a little bit more easily. So in a blender, you're going to put that. You're going to put one cup of evaporated milk like from the can. Make sure you shake it up really good. You're going to put one cup of water. Um, like about a third of a cup of sugar, but if you don't want it to be really sweet, you can just skip the sugar because the orange juice concentrate is kind of sweet anyway. And then a teaspoon of vanilla extract. So that gives it that little flavor that you're like, huh, what is that? Between the milk and the vanilla extract is what makes it like that, that texture, that almost wanting to be like a smoothie, but not. Um, and then just fill the rest of the blender with ice, blend that up pour it into glasses and then it's up to you depending on how tall of a drink you've made um i suggest one or two ounces of rum as a floater on top so that is our spiked orange julius how do you feel about that but wouldn't like i mean a vodka would be like a screwdriver so could you use vodka too totally i was thinking about it at first i was gonna say like bartender's choice like pick whatever literally 
think about it. It works with just about everything. You could do vodka, you could do rum, you could do tequila, you could really do anything. I just feel like rum, it would be my drink of choice, but absolutely whatever floater you want, like whatever floater you I want. I love it. That sounds delicious. Now I really, yeah, I, I need one. No, I, I got, I got all the ingredients. So when we, when we leave our respective rooms, we can go make it. <laughs> Oh, good. You're going to make me one. Perfect. Because, yeah, you know me. It's it's not just a a liquor over ice that I'm, like, probably not going to go much further than that. But now that you're here, you are cocktail mistress. And that is is what I love. What I also love is that, okay, you know, obviously you're the mom. I'm the aunt. And for Mm -hmm. most of the part, you know, we... We sometimes look through each other's lenses, right? Of like grass is greener, like, and you know, sometimes I might get jealous of some things that are going on, like thinking about, oh, well, I'm not going to have anyone to take care of me and no kids to like when I get old. And, you know, sometimes you look at me and think like, oh, she has no responsibilities and she could just like go out and do it. <laughs> you know, we have these like thoughts or whatever, but, and I try not to like ever be like, oh, but this is what I don't like about, you know, those people with kids. But there is one thing I will say that I <laughs> I can officially say that people with kids, I do not like, I don't think I will ever like, and I just almost want it banished. And that is gender reveals. Uh. I am over gender reveals and and you know me you've known me for a long time you know when i when i thought maybe i if i ever had a kid you know in in an ideal world or not even an ideal world just in my head like oh what if i had a kid mm-hmm. i've talked to you about this i've always said like well if i did have a kid i wouldn't want to know what the sex was i would just want to be surprised <laughs> and you were always like no you i want to know everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. okay, I get it. I get you want to know, but these gender reveals have gotten mm-hmm. out of hand. And I don't know, maybe you know, I don't know at what point in our society it became this way. Like I remember it was like one day it was an Instagram post or I don't know, yeah. a video. I don't know. And yeah. now they're everywhere. Now they're everywhere. And like I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, and like now I, that, I don't get it. And now that I live in California, obviously, you know, I hear a lot about how, you know, f- like fire season is like something like October through mm. February. I don't know because I haven't lived here long enough. And so I don't know, but there is a fire season. So I think about like these wildfires a lot because, you know, when we were in New York together, we'd always be like, California is just always on fire, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So there was this huge fire back in 2020. They called it the El Dorado wildfire. It went on for two months. And Mm. it was revealed that this fire was started allegedly by a gender reveal. It was a Southern California couple who was using some sort of smoke generating pyrotechnic device for their their gender reveal. Mm -hmm. And this fire not only killed a firefighter, but it burned more than 22 thousand acres across two counties so now this couple has been charged with 30 crimes holy shit and you know what throw the book at them is what i said oh my god throw (laughs) the book at them he said f those people i mean that's insane i hate your guts that's insane though like 
they killed somebody with this gender reveal. I don't really understand when this became a thing. I hate it. I agree with you. I hate it. It's just like another stupid reason to have like a party. People keep trying to like one up each other. I feel like it first started out. It almost seems like, you know how like, holidays were like started by like the greeting card people. I feel like it first must have been created by like the motherfucking dollar store or something. Cause people were just doing like a bunch of stupid little shit. Like, okay, helium balloon, you can't see. And then you pop the balloon and then the confetti's pink or blue, fine. Okay, great. Dollar store just made $10, wonderful. But then like people started upping it and upping it. And then now you're flying in planes and pyrotechnics, people are getting hurt. I heard of one where a guy did something and then he he killed, he accidentally killed himself. Now the baby ain't even got a daddy. Oh no. Oh The baby no. ain't got a daddy. He accidentally killed himself trying to do some sort of a gender reveal. Like that sucks, he's not even born yet. And how did your dad die? How did your dad die? Isn't that a shitty story? He yeah. died trying to do my gender reveal party. I just think that's ridiculous. Anyways, um, I do agree that um, they're, they, they should not occur, that they're a waste of time, a waste of money. How can we get them to stop? I don't agree with um, like not knowing that I just, I don't even want to be surprised though. I'm, you're right, you're right about that. We don't agree on that. I just want to know if I can just know what the baby's gonna be. I don't need to have a big old party about it. I don't need to be coy about it. The minute I know, everybody knows. You know me. As soon as I found out I was having a boy, I told everybody. As soon as I found out I was having another boy, I told everybody. I, I don't care about that stuff. I like, don't need to be surprised. Yeah, and you know the worst part is, when I watch some of these videos, when they are the more tame ones, right, where it's just the balloon or whatever, um, I, sometimes you see the father when they find out it's a girl, the look on their face, <laughs> you know, they don't, I don't know if they realize they're making it sometimes. Like maybe they're really mm -hmm. amped about wanting to have a boy. And so when they hear a girl, their immediate reaction comes out and it's caught on film. And this is the film that their kid has <laughs> to see forever and ever. And I'm sure they are absolutely happy that they have a girl once they have the girl, right? Like they're like, but in that moment, because they were expecting another answer, it shows on their face. And I just, I feel so bad for the future daughter that has to see their dad, like. And I'll tell you, the funniest, weirdest thing was, um, you know, when you're pregnant, I would like just, you know, I'd be walking around New York or whatever. And there were so many people that would say, oh, like, what are you having? And if I would say like, you know, I'm having a boy, um, the, the, the like, the way that people respond, I always wondered like what the response would be if I was having a girl because I only have two boys, but it was always like this low key or not low key, like thumbs up, good job, you did. I, I met a guy the other day and he said, oh, you have two kids. I said, yeah, he said, you know, boys, girls. I said, two boys. And he like did like a whole little dance thing. Like, I don't have any control <laughs> over this, first of all. And like, so what? Like I have two healthy kids. Like it's like, you know, I'm happy. I would have been happy if I had girls too fine but yeah it's weird and it's also cultural because i will say um definitely like if i was like hey, anybody who was from literally like anywhere outside of the u.s i feel like all other cultures are more unapologetic about how much they 
apparently value boys over girls. And I'm like, I am a girl, just to be clear. Like you're talking to a woman about like how lucky she is to be having boys. It was kind of weird. Like, uh, okay. Um, but I do, I mean, I don't need, I don't need to be surprised. It feels like a 70s sitcom. Like when like, oh, and they're having the baby and you don't know until it comes out. Oh, it's a, that's just, we don't have to do that anymore, guys. We, it's science. We can just know. We can there know. Was, there was a, a funny uh, TikTok, like, you know, viral thing that was going around. I don't know if you saw it, where um, women were running away when they realized that they only had boys. And so their future grandkids would always refer to them as my dad's side of the family. And it was like, <laughs> no, because like, I don't know, I guess it's like a theory that the mom side of the family is always better. Right. But like, because you have boys there, you'll always be dad's side of the family. My dad's side of the family. It's so true. It's so true. Like, ah, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I think about it. I think about it. If I would have gotten started earlier, like way earlier, like way, way earlier, I would have gone for, for tried for the third, but everyone you know that tries for the third just ends up with the same, you know? I don't yeah. know. I would have, I would have maybe tried, but I started too late. I ain't got time for that. So I'm good. I'm good. I got my babies. I got my boys. But, um, but yeah, yeah, but no. like, how do we like reel this in? I mean, like at this point, I feel like if you're in, at least in California, you have to say to yourself, okay, if I'm going to do a gender reveal, I mean, I, I don't even like balloons. Well, first of all, you know, I hate balloons anyway. I know you I hate balloons. I, I don't really, yeah. I'm not a pan. But beyond that, it's like, okay, if I do <laughs> like the balloon thing, like, is that for the bad for the environment? Like what, what re gender reveals can we, if you want to do one that won't be bad for the environment, won't burn down in, entire states, you know? But why do we have to have a gender reveal? Like, I don't why? know, but I, I think it's but not why? going away. Because I think it's just this. There's look, already you, a baby shower. If you Okay, that's the thing. If you want to have cupcakes baked, because you're going to have cupcakes at the party anyways, and someone bites into the cupcake, look, that's harmless. No harm, no foul. It's just, it's all you. Mm. We don't have to like see it. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah. Like, I don't know. Again, Here's I'm asking you because I don't have kids. So I don't know if when you have kids, you feel this need to shout it at the top of mm -hmm. a rooftop. Mm -hmm. But I just don't feel like it's it's necessary, especially when you're uh, burning down 22,000 acres just to do it. I think it's silly. I don't think you need to do it. And if for some reason you feel super compelled to make a big deal about the gender of your forthcoming child, then um, I would say make it like a digital reveal. How about that? Like, can, can't there like, doesn't Instagram have something for that shit? Like, is, don't they have like a, like a, I don't know, a GIF or something that they can come up? Like, it's like, do a digital reveal. Like, just do that. Can't hurt anybody. It's already connected to your social media, which is anybody who would give a shit. And like, if your grandma's not on Instagram, then just like send it to her or have somebody show it to her or call her. Just call her, let her know, I'm having a boy. Like, it's fine. I just, I, w I really hope that we fizzle out of this, but just knowing how um, 
trash we can be sometimes. I feel like it's it's never going to end. It's never going to end. I mean, I will say, look, the best part of of gender reveals are the ones that go comically wrong. Not the ones that go tragically <laughs> wrong, but the ones that go comically wrong, comically wrong, like where, you know, like a kid, like there's like the older sister or older brother who's like mad they're even having to go to the party and then they like pop the balloon before they even get to the party. Like, I appreciate those, you know? So if those videos can still exist, you know, I, I'll, make good, I'll make good at it somehow. I don't know. But in general, I think we have to say goodbye gender reveals, like the big hoopla ones, right? Yes, yes, it's yes. Over. You heard it. You heard it here first, guys. Gender reveals have been canceled. <laughs> canceled, We don't absolutely. even... We don't even believe in cancel culture, but we are canceling gender reveals. Canceled. Canceled. Done. Moms Done versus so. aunties. We agree. <laughs> check. 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 Okay. It's unanimous. So, since, so, so, yeah. So we're not going to do any gender reveals, but what we do need to do when we come back is figure out how to make some money, honey. And Vanessa's going to come back <laughs> with our hustle of the week so we can uh, make that moolah. Okay, so Kiki, um, I was thinking about this week's hustle and um, and I came across this really cool company called CrateJoy.com. Have you heard of this company, CrateJoy? Never. No? Okay. All right. So CrateJoy is a company that helps, I guess, creators, entrepreneurs, inventors, people like us who are always looking for a fun side hustle helps us to create our own monthly subscription boxes. So um, I love a subscription box. I was one of those people back in the day, like one of the early, um, do you remember the Birch box? That to me was like the first one oh, yeah. that that like when Birchbox came out, I was like, this is great. I love getting something in the mail that's just for me. It feels like a present. You open it up. You don't know what's in it. But then like it's all these really cute things. Um, you get a variety of things. And, you know, with Birchbox, it was like travel sizes or sometimes like deluxe size samples of beauty products and you'd get to try a bunch of different things and then it's great for those companies because if you got like you know some amazing like moisturizer then you might end up just going to their website directly and purchasing like full-size bottles of it so it was a great way to like market but you are i loved it i loved it you got it once a month um mm -hmm. and i feel like they were sort of like the first um, entree into subscription boxes. And now you can get a subscription box for like just about anything. Um, my, yeah. uh, my stepson Ashton turns 14 next week and he is obsessed with, um, like socks, like crazy socks. His favorite socks are these like 
um, Danny DeVito socks with donuts on them and like Danny DeVito's head. I don't know why, but he loves them. They're funky. He wears all kinds of crazy design socks, like not just Supreme, which is like obvious, but like all these other ones. So there's a company that I found that does, um, you know, like subscription boxes. Of different kinds of socks. Yeah, so it has like a subscription box for socks. Anyways, um, this company was created to help entrepreneurs who wanna create their own subscription box. So they're called Crate Joy, and what they do is you can sign up with them. They help you with everything. They help you reach your audience, they help you build your website, they help you um, work with different um, vendors and affiliate partners to help even create some of the things in your box. The best thing that they do is they help you sell your box internationally. So they take, um, they accept 138 different types of currency um, they're going to help you with any sort of like fraud protection. They also give you like, um, <clears throat> like backend, like customer support. Like if customers, something like was missing from their box or whatever, they can call into them and they can help you with that. They create all sorts of reporting for you. I mean, it's really, really slick. So if you are someone- But they're happy helping you pack the box as well or you're packing the box on your own? You, They can help you pack the box. Um, you can pack your own box. Like it's like there's different programs that you can sign up for with them. Um, but they're not helping and, you make the things inside of the box or they have no, that as an additional thing. Okay. No, 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 no. So they're, they're really just helping you like build your business. Um, and they have about 1500 different merchants. Um, so different companies like boxes that they help like with a lot of the marketing, a lot of the back end stuff. And so okay. they have different, they have two different type of like um, payment programs where you don't pay anything and then they just only take a percentage, a transaction fee, um, or you can pay them like a monthly fee and then they take a smaller transaction fee. So like, it seems like in the beginning when you're just getting started, if you don't wanna pay the $39 a month, which isn't too crazy, um, then you can just you know pay nothing and they'll take 11% um, of your subscription fee. But I think that's kind of high. It seems like it would make more sense to just pay the $39 a month because then they only take um, one and a half percent or 1.25% of each transaction. And the cool thing about a subscription is that it's kind of like good side hustle money because you're signing up for the subscription for like an annual subscription or a six month subscription. So you know that that is revenue that you're gonna recognize like every single month. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for the most part, people aren't canceling. If people do start to cancel, they're gonna help you figure out why or what. But I love this idea just because I've had a lot of clients who've asked me with the work that I do to help curate like gift boxes. A lot of times if they wanna give someone something a little bit more interesting than just sending flowers, then I'll help like, you know, a lot of my clients, my corporate clients like create these like curated gift boxes or gift bags that maybe they have really cool like artisanal food things or whatever. Um, and I really like that. I love like, finding like cute little matchbooks or little journals or pens or like any like little, I'm that girl that's going to the gift store in the fly hotel and just seeing like what kind of cute shit they have mm -hmm. or great candles. So I would love to create like a subscription box. Um, it's just like, it's what we do. We just anyways, as women, we love to share with each other like 
anytime we find really cool stuff or great finds. So if you're the kind of person who kind of feels like you have a good sense of like, like taste and style and you kind of know what's going on, you like to try new things and you want to share your finds with other people, creating your own custom subscription box is really a smart idea. Or just if you have something that's that you're into that's very niche, anything that's niche, we've talked about this on The Hustle before, they say niches equals riches because niche things always, um, there's always an audience for that. If there's something super specific that you're into, other people are into it. And they're very it, loyal and because it's so And it's they're so very niche, loyal. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so anyways, check them out. It's called Crate Joy. Um, and I kind of feel like I'm going to, like, sometimes I share stuff with you guys and I just think it's a good idea. And sometimes I share stuff and I think I might actually be interested in doing it. I'm super interested in Crate Joy. Yeah, so if I do end cool up coming one. up, I mean, like, yeah. I, you know, like, and like subscription boxes is usually my go-to gift when I, cause like, I just, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm the opposite of you. I actually don't like to go to stores. I, I wrapping gifts is like my idea of hell. And so a subscription box is so great. Cause yeah, if you just know at least what the person likes and not even like specifically like they like makeup you know I know my mom likes makeup so I actually did a birch box so Mm -hmm. it was like exciting for her every time because she was like oh something new that I get to try I don't have to like you know buy the whole thing which is another which is another reason why the the like profitability model works really well because if you're gifted a subscription the person has purchased the subscription for like the whole year it was a gift you never paid for it so you're not calling and being like i wasn't happy because uh there was my chocolate bar was missing this way they don't care there was a present they're just happy to just be getting this thing every month yeah so they're not like reporting back to the gift giver so it's like you just get to recognize that money man so um yeah it's a a good idea so we got to think of a we got to think of something but um if we do we will share it with you guys (laughs) a subscription box coming to you (laughs) (laughs) the moms versus aunties subscription box hey Hey. Hey. i see hashtags in our future Um, all right. Well, we're, we're going to, it's time to cool down. It's actually, we do need to cool down. It's so hot here. I think I reached 103 degrees in my car today. I was in my car and I saw it went up to 103 on the, you know, and I was like, is this my car? Is this me? I don't know. So it's definitely time for the cool down. So stick around. (laughs) Interesting story. Kiki, we are back. This is my favorite part of the show, the cool down. So I wish everybody could see how fly you look because I can see you on the camera and your hair is so, I love it so much. But anyways. Got my hair um, did, got my hair mm -hmm. did. It looks so good. All right. So tell us what do you have for us today? Well, you know, it's so funny because, you know, the room you're in is actually our friend's kid's room right now as you're recording. <laughs> and she told me this story the other day and I wish actually wish she was around because she would tell it so much better. But how her son, you know, came up to her and said something in a British accent. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was something just like, oh, he didn't use this exact word, but like, oh, you don't speak British? Like, how uncouth of you? It wasn't exactly that, but he was definitely being like, 
like, oh, you ruined your American <laughs> accent. And I was like, that is hilarious. And then I came across this story about how there's something called the Peppa Pig effect that <laughs> during the pandemic, I guess kids were watching so much Peppa Pig that they're speaking in British accents. It says that American kids are binge watching so much of the British cartoon Peppa Pig that they've are developing English accents and even using words like telly and ready, steady, go. The so-called Peppa effect has already led kids in the U.S. to mimic the star swine from UK produced Peppa Pig and all that extra telly time during COVID restrictions appears to be making the phenomena more widespread. I mean... First of all, I love this because the idea that like we have this generation of pandemic kids who are going to start saying things like, oh, throw out that rubbish, you know, like. <laughs> um, yes, I can actually contest to this. There, there was um, a test to this. There was a minute when um, when Christian was like hardcore into Peppa Pig and there was another one that was like produced by the same people. I can't remember. It was like um, it had like a little ladybug named Gaston and it was like like a fairies or whatever. And it was this it was came on at the same time. And um, he was hardcore watching both of those and they were British accents. And he started saying words in a, in a British accent. And I was like, what is going on? Like he was very, very into it for a little while. And yeah, it's kind of cute. Um, it fades away, but I can see where like, if it was during pandemic and he was binging, he would probably still be using that. Americans love a British accent. So we're totally fine with our children sounding like oh, Idris yeah. Elba. I mean, <laughs> I, like, I was like, yeah, if I ever have kids, I mean, this is something I said when I was like in my 20s. I was like, I would totally live in like London the first 10 years of their life because that's when they develop the accent. And then we can come back to the US. Like you think of ridiculous things when you don't, <laughs> when you're young and stuff. Um, but yeah, like we like literally a guy. I could meet a guy in a bar who is like a four, and if he opens his mouth and has an accent, all of a sudden he's an eight point five. What's your uh, What's your favorite accent? Like, is it a British accent, or is there like another? Like, do you do you like like a like a French accent? Do you like what's your favorite accent? I, look, I, I definitely always lean into the British accent because there's just something about like those like British boys, like Gangs of London, very like that mm. look already. I already love that Jason Statham look, you know, my type. And so it just mm. goes along with a British accent. Mm. But, you know, I'm not I don't discriminate. I mean, you could come at me with most any accent and <laughs> it, I'm going to find it, it pretty just sexy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's so true. I dated a guy who had uh, he was he was he had, he was Trini, but he was like by way of Brooklyn, and I was like, man, it was kind of it was like Brooklyn, but it was also Trini, and I was like, it it did it for me. Like I definitely agree. He got like he was already like a a a ten. I feel like that made him an eleven. I was like, uh, and that's that's that was like my. It was my Achilles. Every time I would be like, I'm not talking to you anymore. And then he would call and I'd be like, oh, the sound, the sound of the voice. It was just I know. like, Ugh. I mean, Adrice Elba already walks around looking like that. 
And then, Am I saying his name wrong? I say Idris. He, is it Idris? Oh, shit. Oh, I don't know. Saying, I mean, I say I've Idris. I can saying be saying my husband's name. No, what if I've been saying my husband's name um, wrong? Idris, Idris. I mean, Idris? look, it's a British accent. It could be anything. I mean, I'm the American. I'm probably saying know. it wrong. Who knows? No. But all I no. know is he walks around looking like that. And then yeah. he opens his mouth. And then Girl. he has that accent, too. It's like you right? get, you definitely did something amazing in your past life because you got all really? the things in this all one. All the things. Also, though, I one time I was, um, I met, do you remember the uh, pop star? I mean, she's still, she's still making albums. You remember Estelle? I fucking loved her, mm-hmm. her like freshman album. I listened to it all the time. You guys were like, Girl, stop listening to it. She has that remix of that song, Come Over with Sean Paul. I still play it all the time. Anyways, I met her once and I was like, oh my God, I was so excited to meet her. And we're drinking and I'm and we're chit-chatting and I like lean in and I'm like, let's talk about it though. Because she's she's British. I said, do you like, do you care? Like, is this like, does Idris, but first of all, she's like friends with him. So she doesn't give a shit. But she's like, also she's from London. So she's like, She's like, just so you know, there's like a million of him like all over London. Like, I, it doesn't matter to her. And I was like, what? And also there's a million of them. Like, I need to be on the next fucking British Airways flight to London if there's yeah. a million of them. Like, what is going on? Why are we not in London? Like, we need to go there. She said like dime a dozen. Like, she thinks it's hilarious that Americans are fawning over this man. She's like, there's so many Idris Elba's all over the place. Like, it's just like, it's nothing to her. It's nothing to her. I mean, but nobody I cares about our accent. I, I mean, I've been to London once and I did not experience that. So I don't know if I was <laughs> looking at the wrong places or just didn't spend enough time there. Um, or maybe was just hanging around with my the people I was with too much. I don't know. But like, I mean, I, look, I found some really hot boys. I went to, a, you know, you know me, I love a football match or a rugby match. I think it was a rugby match. <laughs> Um, and we were at a bar and, um, yeah, there was a, oh, oh, a rugby player. Oh, <laughs> just take me home. Anyways, the point it's being true. is that maybe that, you know, you, you tell your son to lean into this Peppa Pig because maybe <laughs> just maybe if they just have a little bit of a British accent, then in the future, people will just think they're that much more cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying the Peppa Pig effect could have long lasting effects in a positive way. You know what I'm going to do? You know, when they say like, um, you should like, you know, if you speak another language, you should speak that language at home. So like your kids can be bilingual. Like I should be speaking more like, like French or Creole or like I tell my dad, like speak Spanish, like so the kids can learn. I'm just going to start speaking in a, in a British accent so that they grow up speaking in a British accent. Okay, <laughs> and but let me hear let them. me hear your British accent before because now we let, this is what they're going to sound like. Let me hear. Let me hear you say something. I can't. It's so bad. Exa- um, well, no, exactly. But this would you say something because I want to know what their accent's going to sound like. Never mind. <laughs> Because I know what mine would sound like. Anytime I try to be like, I'd be like, oh, take out the, I can't even do it. Take take out the rubbish, rubbish. No. Okay. Cheerio. Like, exactly. Someone else is going to do it. 
Um, someone else is going to do it. Uh, I can't. I hate your guts, but I love the cool down. All right, so um, that was fantastic. We definitely um, took a sharp left turn to Idris Elba at some point from, from Peppa Pig. But um, anyways, thank you guys for joining us. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, today's episode's a little shorter than usual, but that's because I'm in LA and we got shit to do. So we, we love you out. guys. Yeah, we want to hang out and we got to go drink these drinks and um, and go do our thing. So we love you guys, but it's hot girl summer. So we got to go do ratchet things now. And we love you and thank you for listening. Make sure you check out Kiki. She is on IG at the Talk of Shame. I'm at Vanessa Kantav and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Moms vs. Aunts is brought to you by Cafe Mom. Our theme music is composed by Coney Island Music. We want to hear from you. To give us your comments, leave us a voicemail at 929-265-0277. And we might include them in the show. You can also reach us by email at momsvaunts at gmail.com. Remember to rate, review, and follow Moms vs. Aunts wherever you get your podcasts. And for more parenting stories, real talk, and entertainment news, go to cafemom.com.